Every summer has been different for our family as the kids have gotten older. This summer, my kids are going to camps at different times. A couple of them have some sporting events. We'll be working in the garden. We continue to have music lessons. There's a fundraiser event, family weddings, and of course, we just want to have lots of family time. I was telling a friend the other day that I feel like as a mom, I should have earned an honorary degree in event planning by now. Can anyone else relate to that? As schedules change for the summer, the summer fun vibe can quickly become a stressed out vibe. I thought it would be good to have a chat about how to get through the summer without completely sabotaging your health. So I invited Lindsay Waters onto the show. She's a practical-minded health coach and most importantly, a mom. She gets it. After this conversation, you're going to feel really equipped to get the most out of summer because wouldn't it just feel awesome to get to the end of summer feeling great with your health and knowing that you soaked in all the fun moments too. Welcome to the Daily Wellness Podcast, where you can learn about healthy living and be inspired to take the next step in your wellness journey. We have Lindsay Waters with us today. Thanks for joining us, Lindsay. Alan, thanks for having me. Yeah, I kind of imagine us just having like a mom chat today about <laughs> all the summer craziness and like how to prioritize our health with all the kind of different types of stressors that we have in the summer, you know, like our routine switch and schedule switch. And, you know, it's just like a different season of get togethers and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I would love to chat with you about that kind of stuff. But first, I really want to hear a little bit more of your story and how you became a health coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I am Lindsay Waters. I'm a certified health coach. I work predominantly with women who are prone to stress and especially stress eating and managing stress using food. Um, in my past life, I was a middle school teacher and that was an extremely stressful job. Um, working with 12 and 13 year olds and managing my own household. So I have three stepdaughters. We have them half time. So every other week, full time. And right as I was getting going in my teaching career, I was figuring out how to be a stepmom, how to raise um, twin five year olds and a 12 year old myself as uh, like early 20 year olds. So all the stress of yeah that's a lot of stress at once managing a career managing a family and navigating my role um the stress was so much and i did not have um really a good foundation of health and wellness or any kind of habits and routines to help me navigate that and so i found that a lot of the time when i was experiencing those stressors i was like emptying a bag of chips into a bowl at the end of the night, I was like having a spoonful of ice cream out of the freezer and then another and another and another and just really found myself turning to food to manage my stress. And fast forward many years later, I got pregnant with my own daughter, went on maternity leave and was navigating all the stress of motherhood and figuring out how to raise a newborn and still manage all the other stressors. And while I was on maternity leave, I kind of decided that going back into the education system was something that wasn't going to align with where I was 
currently. And so I kind of started to figure out what was next. And in the background during all this time, I was um, teaching dance fitness classes and that never felt like a job. It felt like an outlet. I could go, I could dance. I was happy. And so I thought I need to follow this. And I loved doing it and I wanted to pair something with it that really helped me and helped myself through my challenges. And I found health coaching and I feel like the rest is history. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So the experience that you had in life really kind of moved you forward to where you are today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So in the (laughs) grand scheme of things, like you educate women like on how to handle stressful situations, obviously leaning on your own experience a lot. Um, What kinds of stressors do you see women facing, like especially, I guess, related to the summer? Well, I think for a lot of us um, with families, just the complete change in schedule and routine um, brings a whole new level of stress, especially because for a lot of women, they're still navigating their careers and everything. So figuring out where is my child going and how am I going to keep everything moving? But honestly, um, the biggest stressor I see women facing as we head into summer is um, how their routines are going to shift or how their habits are going to shift for themselves and mostly how their eating changes and how their exercise habits kind of shift throughout the summer. And we know like summer means we're out of our house a lot more. We're camping, we're traveling, we're at barbecues, we're socializing more. And that comes with a lot of different food choices and maybe a lot less movement than we're doing throughout the rest of the year. And so I find that a lot of the women that I'm talking to are feeling number one, like they're stressed out that they don't um, look or feel a certain way heading into summer. And I don't know about you, but I grew up like in the 90s, early 2000s. And that's when we're being bombarded with like bikini body, summer body, get beach ready. Um, so they still have a lot of that messaging internalized. So come, I mean, today is June 1st. Now they're starting to feel that pressure like, oh my gosh, it's getting closer and I'm I'm not ready to wear a bathing suit. I don't look a certain way. So that places a lot of stress on themselves internally. Yeah. Um, I think despite their best efforts, a lot of women feel like they end up indulging more than they want to throughout the summer and they just feel stressed out about how they're going to navigate that. And then come September, they they have this really strong sense of like they have to get, I'm going to use air quotes, back on track, whatever that means for them. So they feel like they've really veered off their regular path of what they eat, how they move. And now it's like time to get back in gear. So that can be a lot of stress that you place on yourself to show up a certain way um, heading into just one season. Yeah, true. There's so many things I want to talk about in all of that you just said. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you're right. Like you had originally said, like you didn't have the habits and routines in place to handle stress well. And when you go into summer, like I don't think of habits and routines being like very characteristic of a summer schedule, right? So like, is it even possible to really prioritize your health in the summer? Is that something that we should be trying to do or should we just let it go? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, just know that you are 
summer ready, like right now, if you feel like you are ready for summer, I'm always ready for summer. It's my favorite season. So I'm like, I am summer ready. I don't need to do anything to prep myself or my body. And, you know, summer doesn't have to be a time that you're undertaking like a brand new habit routine. Like summer's not the time to say, okay, this is where I'm really going to get myself on a meal plan. I'm going to be someone who exercises. Um, Life is meant to be enjoyed, right? So we want to go to the barbecues and go camping, enjoy these times outside and indulge where you want to, but know that outside of those events, just focusing on eating foods that make you feel really good and feeling really energized is enough. And take advantage of the fact that it's summer. We get all these new fruits that are not in season. We can be outside grilling. So take advantage of that. Um, summer's a great time to be like taking advantage of not having to turn your oven on. So like make lots of really fresh salads, just focus on what you can, where you can, and know that when you're out of your home environment, it's going to be okay. You're going to be back in your home environment again soon. So control what you can and, and let the rest go. Right. Yeah. And I love what you said about the summer body. Like I totally agree with you. I, I used to think that my health was totally I guess I monitored my health solely by like my weight, honestly. Like I would get on a scale and be like, oh, I weigh about the same. I must be doing good, you know, or, oh, I I weigh more. Like I must not be doing good, you know, like which was a big mindset shift for me, you know, that my health wasn't determined by my weight, especially when I started lifting weights. I was like, okay, this is not (laughs) not what I need to like determine my health by, you know, but that kind of mindset does go into like the summer. I think like we're determining our health and our wellness and our enjoyment of life by how we look, which is really sad. Like I, I think that like that pressure to have a certain body or look a certain way in a swimsuit is kind of, you know, really putting a a negative spin or like downplaying all of the enjoyment that summer can bring, you know, like focusing on the wrong things. So like if you really step back and think about what your priorities are, like as moms, especially, you know, like I want to be soaking in like every minute that I can with my kids. You know, I want to be making memories that they'll remember forever. You know, I want to have just that like one on one. I have four kids, so I want to have some one on one time with my kids during the summer as well. You know, all these things that are really so much more of our priority. And if I'm focusing on like, well, I can't enjoy this moment with them because I don't look good in the swimsuit or, you know, like things like that, then you're you're not going to be able to like get the most out of these few summers that we have with our kids. Yes. And I think like for the moms, when you think about it, your child is not looking at you thinking, my mom doesn't look ready for summer. She looks like that in a bathing suit. Like that's absolutely not where their head is at. Mm-hmm. And I always like to think too, when I'm like at my end of days, hopefully I'll be like in my 90s and comfortable sitting on my front porch. Like, am I going to be thinking back to summer 2023 and and think to myself, I'm so glad that I made sure that my body looked good in a bathing suit. No, like I'm going to be cherishing those things that you're talking about, like time with my family, mm-hmm. seeing summer through my daughter's eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the the things that are actually of value. Yeah, absolutely. Like perspective really can make a big difference. If you think absolutely. like in five years, is this going to be a big deal? 
Like, no, it's not going to be a big deal. Like what I look like in my swimsuit. (laughs) Like, yeah, I love the five, five, five rule. Like, is it going to matter in five minutes, five days, five years? Yeah. To determine whether it's something that really deserves your Mm -hmm. your thought even like, do I need to even worry about this or think about this? Yeah, that's a really great tip. So you kind of mentioned food as well in that, like in your tips. And I want to kind of go back to that because I do think there's a lot of stuff going on in the summer that is maybe a little unusual. Like, you know, I love summer produce. And like, so that is a really like positive aspect of summer, like tons of food in the farmer's market, you know, really great salads, watermelon, you know, like, like grilling, you know, all the good things um, that make eating easy in some ways. But then you have all these events, like you're going to the lake and you buy all the snack food. Yeah. You know, you're camping and you're eating hot dogs. <laughs> you're, you know, going to a barbecue and they have like the really sugary baked beans and the, you know, it's just like and the chips and all the things. And it seems like that happens more often during the summer because you're not so busy with like your school year routine mm-hmm. or even just sitting at the baseball field or whatnot. And you're at the mercy of the concession stand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so how do you, how do you kind of balance that? Like, what is like kind of the thought process that you could go through when you're at one of those events where maybe you don't have the best options in front of you? Like, how much should you worry about that? Like, how can you be mindful in those situations? Yeah, I think um, you touched on a really good point. Like, when you're at an event outside of your house, the options that are presented to you are what there is, right? Yeah. And number one, I'm going to say agonizing over what the options are going to do for you, do for your health, do for your body. That's going to be much more detrimental than actually eating the things. Because again, you're placing yourself in this stress response by automatically seeing these foods and starting to think, oh my gosh, that's going to make me fat. That's going to make me um, do that. Like you having too much power, right? You're giving it too much power. So um, when you're in these instances where the options are there and that's what it is uh number one just be mindful of portion sizes right mm-hmm. just enjoy like a nice sized portion of everything and choose the things that you like don't choose the things that you don't like mm-hmm. um but also i always kind of really encourage my clients to um slow down right because it takes 20 minutes for our brain and our stomach to communicate whether we've had enough to eat, whether we're still hungry, how we're feeling. And so if you can just mindfully take the portions that you want, really enjoy it, enjoy the experience, like really take in those foods and then give yourself time to digest, give your body that chance to communicate, then you're going to say like, oh, okay, I'm actually full now I don't really need to go for that second helping because a lot of the time we're going for these things that yeah the sugary baked beans or you know the dessert table at the barbecue and it tastes so good so we're eating it and then we're like oh I gotta get more of that and then by the time our body has actually had a chance to register what's going on we're like oh wow I'm ill because (laughs) I'm so true (laughs) I mean portion size and just slowing down are going to do wonders for you. Um, For instances, like going to the lake, going to the baseball field, I always like to just pack a few snacks that I know um, 
I will like to have. And then I can make a decision once I'm there. Do I also want to have like a little bit of the chips? Do I want to hit the concession stand today? Like, no, I feel okay with the snack I brought or yeah, today I do want to do that. And just really getting into a, a headspace where you're having conversations with yourself about like, what do you want your relationship with food to be today? Mm-hmm. Do I want it to be like, I, I know that I'm going to be at the ballpark all day. It's going to be a long day. So I really want to be prioritizing feeling energized because it's it's going to be a long day. Or am I at the lake and I get to relax all day today? Yeah, maybe I do want to just kick back and enjoy. Um, so just being like in dialogue with yourself is really helpful. <laughs> I think I do a couple of those things, but you said it way better than I would have. <laughs> you know, I do think of like portions. So I'm if I'm hmm. Faced with options that I know probably won't make me feel great, that I'm probably just going to eat enough to be satisfied and then maybe eat something else when I get home. You know, Absolutely. like you can you don't have to eat your whole meal there. If you know you're going to go home later, you can just have enough to feel satisfied. That's one thing I think of. And then I also do think of like how I'm going to feel that day because and I try to plan ahead with snacks and stuff like that, because, you know, sometimes you just know that you don't want to feel bad at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, like, especially if it's like two or three days in a row of yes. and things like that. It's like, okay, I really need to like eat food that's going to make me feel good today. You know, I, I don't really want to get to the end of three days in a row and feel, yeah. feel bad. You know, like your digestion is all messed up, you know, and it, you just don't feel great. And that's not, that's kind of a motivating factor for me. Once I realized mm-hmm. what food is fueling me and making me feel great, and giving me the energy that I need for the day to enjoy the times of summer that you have, you know, and versus food that doesn't like that helps me make more mindful choices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as a health coach, like how do you kind of personally approach some of these stressors? So I think you kind of gave us some tips on the on the food side of it. So I can kind of guess how you would do that. But just in general, like kind of the chaotic summer schedules and things like that? Like what are some tips that you have for kind of managing stress? Yeah. So, I mean, I find to navigate your stressors as best as you can because stress doesn't go away. Unfortunately, we don't get to like off a to-do list. A lot of our stressors are cyclical, so they come up over and over again. But um, making sure that you have the right system the right support and the right accountability are really the key. And so I like to think of the system being just like making sure I have the right steps in the right order to get me where I want to go. So if I know that something is coming up that stresses me out, how can I make sure I'm setting myself up to get from point A to point B with like as little stress as possible? Yeah. Can you give me an Um, example of what that looks like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, for me, I know that having the right foods for myself is huge. Having stuff like ready to grab and go because um, I've got to be taking my daughter to summer camps and my stepdaughters are teenagers now. So they want to be going to friends' houses. And so like at a moment's notice, I could be jumping in the car and I could be out for the day. So for me, that means... um, okay, well, I know that I want to have things that I can grab and go, which yeah. means I have to have them ready, which means that I have to make sure that I've prepped the things. So it's almost like working backwards from like, yeah. I want to be at the end result and how are you going to get there? So I'm going to get there by making sure 
okay, on this day that I really need to carve out a couple hours to have a few things prepped. Once those things are prepped, they're in the fridge, they're ready for me to go. Great. Um, Yeah, that's huge because I think you can get in a cycle of like, you know, you find yourself grabbing chips or pulling through the fast food lane again. And you're like, oh, I really didn't want to do this again. Like today, but here I am like in this situation again, you know, and yeah, that's great. Almost uh, reverse engineer like what you need to do for yourself. Um, And that really leads into the next part, which is like having the right support. And so, okay, for my example, I need to have meal prep time so that I can prep food so that I'm ready for them to grab and go at a moment's notice. Well, I need support. I need to make sure, is my husband going to be home the day that I want to get that meal prep done? Um, Because it's a lot easier and faster for me to do it when I I'm just riding solo. So do I have his support? Is he home? Okay, he's not home. Can I call a grandparent in? Can I hire a babysitter for like a couple hours? Can I call on my neighbor to just come hang out? Um, Yeah. But making sure you've got the support, right? You need someone to help you out. I call my backup. That's right. Call (laughs) village. Call the village. Call the village. (laughs) And then and I, that's important because a lot of people, I think, are afraid to ask for help. Like you, there's a sense of shame or guilt around not being able to do it all, you know? Yes. That's been one of my like biggest undertakings this year personally is just like asking for help is not weakness. Asking for help is self-care. Asking for help is like of value to me and to my family. So yeah, asking for help, ask for support. Yeah, so that could important. be a mantra for the summer. Asking for help is a value to me. Asking yeah. for help is a value to me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then having accountability is um, huge. And this is where uh, a health coach comes in. Or if you can buddy up with someone, um, another mom, friend, a neighbor, somebody who's just going to check in and say like, hey, I know you were saying that you wanted to get that meal prep done on the weekend like, did yes. you get it done? Or like, yes. are you or the night before just saying like, oh, I know tomorrow's your meal prep day. Like you got everything ready or um, having an accountability partner is huge because we all know what we should be doing, right? We know kind of, oh, yeah, I should be having these foods. I should be doing this exercise. We know what makes us feel good. We're just not always necessarily doing it. And so knowing that someone's going to check in on you and just say like, hey, give you that gentle nudge. It's so paramount to success because a lot of times we can't keep ourselves accountable. We've got too much other stuff going on. And so keeping ourselves accountable is like the first thing to slide, right? Then we start catering to everybody else's needs, but we need someone to kind of keep us at the forefront too. So yeah. I find kids can be great at that too. You know, we say, hey, kids, please remind me, you know, Sunday night. I need to do food prep, you know, or we're going to do food prep together. Either, yeah. Right. So remind me like Sunday night and then they'll come Sunday night and you'll be like, mom, weren't we going to do the food prep thing or something? You know, yeah. they can be great little accountability partners. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great because then you're keeping yourself accountable, but then you're also experiencing that ripple effect of your habits kind of um, filtering into those other areas of your life, right? You're fostering that connection with your child. Mm-hmm. You're role modeling like some healthy habits of what maybe you want them to take in. So yeah, um, yeah I love that. Just Yeah. I, I homeschool, so I'm with my kids a lot and they see me in the kitchen and stuff a lot. But I think like if your kids are 
in public school, like the summer is a great time to model those healthy habits more because they're seeing it. They're with you more. You can bring them into the kitchen more. You can just like have those discussions. Like, what do you think we should have as healthy snacks this week? You know, what would, you know, what do you like? What would be a good protein? What would be a good Mm. fruit to have this week? Do we want to try something new? You know, like having those discussions where they start to understand what makes them feel good too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I struggle with in the summer is movement sometimes, like Mm. getting in like consistent movement. That is a big stress reliever for me. I have found like really good for my mental health, really good for me just and overall if I'm like consistently getting in movement and exercise. But in the summer, you know, it's a little bit harder with routines like during the winter and spring, I usually go in the mornings, but then in the summer, sometimes we're sleeping in more because we stayed up late or, yeah. you know, sometimes I have some I have some teenagers. And so sometimes they want to go to the gym with me, but they don't want to go till noon or whatever. You know, just our schedule gets all wacky. Yeah. Um, so schedule is an issue. And then it's just hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you're used to work, like going on walks and like exercising outside or in your garage or something like it can get really hot, which is like I'm not working out today. It's way too hot. <laughs> Yeah. How do you get in movement for the summer? Um, for me personally, my mornings are of high, high, high value, like non-negotiable. I'm getting to a point where I can give myself a little bit more leeway. But for um, a lot of years now, it's been like the alarm's going off at 545. I'm getting up. I'm getting in a workout while it's still cool. I'm not going to like overheat. Nobody else in the house is awake yet. So I know that no one's asking me for anything. And (laughs) I'm just like getting in and out as fast as I can. And that is a habit and a routine that took a lot for me to um, build as a self-proclaimed non-morning person for like in my entire life. (laughs) Um, I really had to work hard at that one, but I'm in a place now where I see the benefit and I see the results. So it's easier for me to do. But yes, um, if that's something that's not applicable to you, whether it's just you can't do the mornings, you don't want to do the mornings. I mean, that's really important there. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to build the habit, right? We, um, We build our habits off of what feels good, what feels pleasurable. So if getting up at 5 a.m. does not feel pleasurable for you, you're not going to follow through on it for more than like a day or two. It's true. Uh, But I think just taking advantage of summer and thinking about like functional fitness, right? So um, I had a client the other day tell me that she had spent hours outside in her garden and she literally felt like she had done probably like hundreds of squats because she was down and getting up fitting. And so we like gloss over that and we're like, oh, I if I didn't do like an hour hit workout, I didn't work out. If I didn't do a run, I didn't work out. But like think about the things that you're doing in the summer that of course count. Like movement, if you're moving your body, it counts. So gardening, if you're at the lake, swimming, if you're like into water sports, kayaking, like all of it counts. So I think taking the pressure off and um just focusing on like again, the things that you can control. And walking is like literally one of the most underestimated forms of movement. Yeah. So if it's just as much as getting in a walk, like once it's cooled down in the evening, or again, if you have the ability to get up in the morning, just getting out while it's still cool, like 
it counts. Walking counts. Yes, it does for sure. And it's it's talk about like a stress relief. Like walking yes. is a good stress relief for me. It's like a low intensity, um, you know, bring my stress levels down kind of movement. I mornings are my favorite as well. Like we could be morning workout buddies. Um, mm-hmm. Not only for the coolness in the summer, but I feel like once I get my day going, like with four kids, I'm like, I it's hard for me to step away and go yes. do a workout or something, you know, <laughs> when I have all these people needing my attention or wanting my attention, or I'm already started on my to-do list for the day. And so then yeah. it becomes like a personal thing. You're like, I just, I'm so like, so, you know, focused on my to-do list yes. that it's hard for me to step away and like go do the workout. So I love mornings for that just because it's easy to do with, before I get distracted with all of my other things. So it's more of a schedule thing for me. Um, and then I agree, like walking in the evenings, like we do that, like as a family, sometimes after it's yeah. down, you know, like we've had dinner, we maybe have hung out for a little bit. And then as the sun goes down, you know, we'll go out and take a walk around the block or something. And it's, it's a nice family connection time too. Yes. Yeah. Again, just pouring into those other areas, fostering the family connection, role modeling, getting that movement. Um, and then after dinner walk is hugely beneficial to our body too. So true. Yeah. Digestion helps. Yeah. All the things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned stress eating, and I know you kind of talk about that a lot in your social media as well. Can you kind of give us some indicators? Like, how can we know if we're stress eating? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, I mean, at face value, like you hear the word stress eating, then you're thinking like eating because I'm stressed or eating when I'm stressed. And yes, absolutely. That is stress eating. But I think there are other markers that you can be aware of that will really indicate like, oh, yep, I'm indulging in this behavior. So um, things like dissociating while you're eating. So you're not even mindful of what's going in your mouth. A lot of for a lot of people, it's like when you're watching TV and um, then you're like, oh, I just ate that entire meal. Like, yep, your body is in a stress response when you're doing that. So um, dissociating while you're eating food. Uh, overeating because you're um, emotional or bored and emotional it's usually tied to like negative emotions so like anxiety stress um, sadness overwhelm Um, using food to cope with stress a really big one I see is beating yourself up for what you eat because you feel like again I'm going to use air quotes you should know better or you know you shouldn't do that um eating when you're not hungry, rewarding yourself with food because you've made it through a stressful day or a rough day, um, and even just like feeling out of control around your food choices, feeling like yeah. have no power um, are all kind of indicators of stress eating behaviors. Yeah. And so would you recommend just going back to some of those stress relieving practices and habits that we've already talked about, just trying to manage stress in other ways? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think um, just getting to the root of your stress is really important um, because, as I already said, a lot of our stressors are cyclical. Um, so I know a lot of women every June are going to start feeling stressed about summer because of schedule change and how they need yeah. to look. Um, another really high stress time is like heading into Christmas because we get kind of the same 
um, feelings of like, okay, there's all these parties are going to be happening and I'm going to be at events and I'm going to be eating all these things. So a lot of our stressors show up over and over again. And so if we can get to the root of them and really figure out like almost mapping it out, I know this time is really stressful for me. I know this time. And then we can predict them and then we can say, okay, oh, look, it's coming up this time that I know that for the past decade has stressed me out for the past year. This has stressed me out. Um, I know it's coming. So how can I get ahead of it? Yeah, that's really smart and really beneficial for all of life. Like if you get to the root of, you know, what is causing the stress or causing the digestion issues or causing whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, when we get to the root of our problems, then we can not just try to like treat the symptoms anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm stress eating these potato chips. So I'm going to take the potato chips out of the house. Yeah. You can't really yeah. solve the problem of why you're stressed, like in the first exact right. So you're just gonna replace the pa- potato chips with something else. Yeah. It's like trying to put a band-aid on like yeah. a flesh food, right? Like yes. the band-aid's gonna work for only so long and then it's gonna be useless and yeah. you're gonna need better solution. Or maybe we could that would be a good time to like really evaluate like mm-hmm. am I you know, am I indulging in these like stress eating behaviors? Like it's kind of a good time to step back and analyze some of your behaviors and patterns too. Absolutely. Well, I love this, but we are almost out of time. So I want to ask you three questions that I ask every podcast guest. And the first one is, um, what healthy living resource would you recommend for people that want to learn more about health? Um, I'm going to say a really great resource is a health coach. And uh, there is like no limit to what a health coach can help you with. There are so many great coaches out there that have so many different niches. So stress eating, um, gut health, movement, like if there's something that's really ailing you that you need a system and support and accountability for, then a health coach is an invaluable resource. So yeah, I agree. And it goes with our summer mantra. Like, yes, exactly. There's a value to you. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to make sure I like link your um, coaching um, information in the show notes for everybody um, so that they can connect with you that way. But I agree with you, like just getting somebody's outside perspective on your life can move you forward so much faster sometimes, you know, like maybe you'll figure it out on your own and like five times the amount of time it would have taken you if you would have had somebody coaching you, you know, (laughs) like, yeah. And I like to think like a health coach is like equal parts cheerleader there to like really cheer you on but also give you just like that gentle tough love so that when you are facing kind of those cyclical stressors or those response responses that you have to stressors they're going to give you like that little tough love nudge and be like remember this is what you don't want anymore and they're really going to help you move forward faster just like and as a mom don't we need like both of those things like so much we're like hungry yeah, encouragement and hungry for someone to support us, you know, yes. like we're really filling those felt needs for moms yes. when we can embrace just receiving help from people. Yeah, we all could use a cheerleader. So for sure. Second question is, what's your favorite healthy snack? Now, 365 days of the year, we'll go for a smoothie. It doesn't matter if it's snowing and freezing out. I love a good smoothie for a snack. Um I'm like really into experimenting with different flavor combinations. I love getting my veggies in that way. 
and mm-hmm. making sure you're getting protein and healthy fats. It's a really easy way to just give yourself a really nice balanced snack. In- yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like so much variety can go into a smoothie, which I love variety. So that fits perfectly. And then last question is, who would you love to see as a guest on the Daily Wellness Podcast? Um, There are so many, so many options, but I think one that's really at the forefront for me right now is um, Dr. Pooja Lakshman. She's a psychiatrist and an author. She wrote a book called Real Self-Care. And um, I think every mom needs to read it for sure. Every woman, um, if you Google her, I'm sure you could hear her on a few other podcasts and just kind of get familiar with her work. But um, it's so important. So, so, so important for the moms. We need to be taking care of ourselves, prioritizing ourselves um, and viewing self-care, whether it's like what you eat, how you move, all these things need to be a sacred appointment for you. Like they cannot be canceled. And just like you would book yourself a massage or a facial, like something really special like that for yourself that you would view as self-care, like you need to view the things like how you eat, your habits, your movement, like those are all of equal value. There's our hot word for today, value again. Yep. But really like placing yourself and your care at the top of your list. Um, So I think, yeah, she would be a really great, great resource. Thanks for listening to today's episode on the Daily Wellness Podcast. We hope that you found it helpful for your own wellness journey. And if so, we'd love for you to leave a review. Then come back and listen for review shout outs on upcoming episodes. For more information, check out the show notes and connect with us on our website, dailywellnesscommunity.com.